SED. Missy D. She's so talented, you know. Mm -hmm. swear to god i'm losing it i've just uh, sat down to do my podcast and uh, i switched off the oxygen machine um and i'm that used to now the stupid damn thing stuck to me that i had the thing in my nose i don't know what you call it even you know the little plastic bit in your nose oh it's so irritating but it, this machine wasn't on but it was still stuck to my nose and i had my headphones over it that sandwich has become part of my bloody body. Sick and tired of you, oxygen machine. Go away. And uh, go away, it will. I'm going to make sure that happens. Hi, how are you? You all right? Uh, yeah, this is what, episode nine. Can you believe it? I mean, I'm still a very small baby in the world of podcasting. Um, but again, once again, thank you for all of your love and support and all of you listening like on point, man. As soon as it goes out on the midnight on the Sunday... By Monday, there's been loads of listeners. And then I started getting the messages going, oh my God, Missy, I loved your podcast, Missy D 3.0. Today, actually, I'm going to explain uh, the 2.0, 3.0 business because a few have asked, uh, what's all this 2.0 business, Missy? Uh, I think I did explain why I became 2.0 at one point. Uh, and if uh, you missed that one, I'll go through it. In fact, let's do that now. Yeah. So. I was just plain old Missy D. Missy D uh, was born from the radio station Club Asia Radio. I've explained that before when I I, I was uh, I had to change my name from Ritu. And that Missy went on for probably over two decades. Has it been decades? Uh, no, actually, it's not been two decades yet. 2002 is when I started. Oh, it has actually. 2023. What's my maths like? Rubbish. 23. Take the two. Hi, hi. 21. Yeah, man. Two decades. I was Missy D. Have I been in radio that long? I don't I don't get it. How did that happen? Anyway, I can I can hear my dog and he's downstairs. He's always barking in my blooming podcast. I swear you can probably listen to every single podcast and there'll be the kutta barking there. Anyway. Oh, it's because the, the cleaners just turned up. Yes, we have a cleaner. I know we're not that posh. We're not that rich either. In fact, we're not rich at all. Well, actually, I take that back. I am rich. I'm a billionaire. On my mum's phone, uh, you know, when you, it doesn't say Missy, it says billionaire Missy. Uh, I have a check for three billion uh, on my uh, bedroom wall. It's been there for ages. And I've never had the want or need of money because it just comes to me easily. Yeah, so I am rich. Sorry, I'll take that back. Going back to the 2.0. So, yeah. So I've been Missy D for two decades. And then, as you know, I've been on that. I've not been on. I still am on my healing journey. Um, and I did the whole EFT thing. EFT thing. How dare I? <laughs> I did the emotional freedom technique course and it was fantastic and has helped me a lot in my life. Uh, so I'm grateful and thankful to all those that taught that to me and helped me through with it. And that was an amazing journey 
that I went on and via that, via, or as Americans would say, via that journey, it does my head in when Americans say route, not root. What route can I take? It's not a router. It's a router. <laughs> Shut up, Missy. Uh, I'm in one of those moods. I am. Anyway, can you see? I'm getting a bit huffy puffy now. But the oxygen can go and do one. I'm not going to put it on. I'm not because I'm sick and tired of it. It starts to hurt your nose. Like, it, you know, the little bit that goes in your nose. There's two like little pokey things that go up vertically. They're a little bit bent. But they start to irritate your nostrils. I swear, my, oh, my, 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 the inside of my nose hurts a lot. And imagine all that, like, pff, 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 oxygen going up your nose. It really dries out as well. So half the time you look like you're picking your bogeys. You're not. I'm actually trying to scrape out the dry skin. I know. But you know what? There's people off much worse off than I am. So I'm grateful. I'm full of gratitude for my dry, flaky nose. I'm full of gratitude uh, for my oxygen machine because every day you must be full of gratitude for anything and everything that is in your life. Going back to 2.0, see, I'm so random. I keep jumping from one thing to the other. And I'm sorry, that is just me. <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day. I was like, I'm sorry that I'm so deep. I just get so deep and I just like can't help what I want to say. And um, you're just going to have to deal with me. And they were like, yeah, Missy, I understand now who you are. And it's OK. I, I accept you for who you are. <laughs> I can't help it, though. That's just the way I am. And I don't think I want to change that because I like being different. I like being deep. I like being open. I like being honest. And I like speaking from the heart. And like I said before in my last podcast, I've just got to be a bit more mindful when I'm on a public platform for when I try to speak openly and honestly, because sometimes you just can't do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying, bruv? <laughs> right. Missy D 2.0. How did that come about? So once I, I it's kind of the tail end of the EFT journey, I started with the Cornelius, as you know, and I got picked on my probably second or third day of being there with him and uh, he picked me, highlighted me uh, in front of 945 people. He did a healing session on me. And at the end, because he speaks to consciousness and he speaks to you through you. I know it's a concept you might not get. Um, I'll explain that one day. OK, so at the end of it, he was wowed. I was wowed as well. And he just looked at me. He goes, you're not Missy D anymore. It's like, what? What? <laughs> And he goes, you're you're a brand new version of Missy. You're Missy D new person. And he, he gave me this name first and he was like, no, no, no. He goes, you're Missy D 2.0. I was like, le, ba, le, ba, le. so he <laughs> he made me into Missy D 2.0. And then obviously I had that whole breakdown um, or, you know, I'd hit the wall thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm slowly getting through that. I am much, much better. Thanks for asking. Things are looking great. After missing that couple of weeks of not doing podcasts, after recuperating and regenerating myself, picking myself out of that dark hole and mending myself, pulling off the plasters and the bandages and uh, actually fully coming into the light with my shades on, slowly taking the shades off and getting used to the light and just uh, having a whole stream of a different way of thinking and a different attitude. Uh, I've now become another version, haven't I? I've become another newer version. And I wouldn't say it's an improved version. It's just a new version. So that's why I then have rebranded myself as 3.0. And I then took it upon myself, right, uh, to Google. 
Googly is my best friend, as you know. As in like, why do people put 2.0 or 3.0 or 4.0 or, you know, that at the end of not just their names, at the end of doing something like this is version 6.0. Well, what it's, obviously there's reams and reams of information. I, I wrote down a couple of sentences and one was, it's basically embracing something brand new, something different, something revolutionary. Revolutionary is probably a great way to explain me because I think that is me. <laughs> Someone that's totally re or something that's totally revamped from the old, which is the 1.0 version. And, and that just wasn't good enough. But the next version, a different version, an improved version, a brand new version. So and also it says this is interesting. Mathematically, 2.0 is twice of 1.0. 3.0 is thrice of 1.0. So three times the power of 1.0. So that makes sense, right? So I'm, although in EFT, with EFT, uh, there are other modalities uh, that a lot of practitioners will use, which are things like ICM, which is the inner child matrix. Then you have, oh God, there's ICM. And there's another thing that you can use. I can't remember now. Anyway, doesn't matter. But ICM is the inner child matrix where you can have a rebirth. So I have been rebirthed twice on my EFT journey by two different uh, practitioners. Two, three. In fact, it was the third one as well. Yeah, I've had three rebirths. And uh, it's it's quite interesting how you um, go through the whole process of the rebirth. It's a very long session. And out of it, you actually have a proper rebirth. Like you come out of the... Yeah, you come out like a proper baby from the embryo stage. It's it's absolutely crazy. Uh, but you do actually come out thinking, oh, my God, uh, I'm a new me. And I guess uh, I think I've had this 3.0 rebirth myself without having to go through any kind of sessions or therapy or inner child matrix stuff. I just feel like the old version of me doesn't exist anymore. Things that uh, used to trouble me or trigger me and bother me, they don't bother me anymore. I have now the ability to say the word no. And recently, over the last couple of weeks, I have said no. I'm not saying it's been easy. And I'm not saying I haven't been guilt ridden because I have felt very guilty about saying no to particular people. Um, because normally, I would never say no. I wouldn't even question it. I would just do it. Um, uh, and I'd put my own health uh, into jeopardy. I would eat up my own time and afterwards I would feel shitty, but I would still do it because I just felt like I had to do it. Uh, now, nowadays, I'm like, sorry, I'm not actually physically able to do this for you. I am sorry, uh, but my health doesn't allow it. And just in that, that for me is very revolutionary. <laughs> If that kind of fits, what does revolutionary actually mean? I'm going to have to Google it. Hold on. Revolutionary. Uh, ah, revolutionary is involving or causing a complete or a dramatic change engaged in a promoting political revolution. That's obviously not me, but involving or causing a complete or dramatic change. And yeah, that is uh, definitely then I'm, I am revolutionary on it because I've just uh, I have made a complete and dramatic change uh, from coming out from the darkness, which is absolutely, I would say, mind blowing. And I do feel like I've now kind of got the power. Yeah, uh, um, not power as in I am uh, 
I do now feel like I can do life better. It's not perfect because things can sometimes go downhill. Um, sometimes things can still get on top of me. But I think I have gone through so much, so much that I my coping mechanisms now kick in quicker. I can clearly now see uh, what I am being affected by. And then I can quite quickly put into place uh, stuff that uh, helps me to deal with that quite quickly. Quite a few th situations, actually, I, I've, I've, I've used my, my little toolbox and uh, it's working. So that is why I am at the 3.0 version. And I'm dead proud of me for doing that. So that kind of explains to you uh, 2.0, 3.0, because I, I must admit some people have been asking, what is all this 2.0, 3.0 business? That's what it's all about. I also have to admit, right, uh, this is probably my 10th take of trying to do this week's podcast. Um, I recorded and recorded and recorded. And every time I recorded the goddamn podcast, it just sounded shit. Not as in like the sound quality. It was just the content of the podcast. And you know why? Uh, this one's flowing today and it's absolutely, well, today, this is my second one today, but this one is absolutely brilliant. I'm loving this one. Um, and you know what happened? This is what happened. I tried to be something that I wasn't really intending to be. So if you go back to the beginning of when I started this podcast and told you what the podcast was about, well, it was just basically me and my journey and me kind of sharing my thoughts and feelings with you, right? So after the software update, uh, episode last week, I thought, well, do you know what? I don't know whether everyone's getting bored of listening about me and, you know, me talking about me all day long. <laughs> and maybe I should just come off the healing stuff and maybe you're getting bored of it. Maybe it's going to be too much Missy healing overload and you're going to be like, oh, you know, can you not talk about anything else, Missy? But to be honest, I don't we just talk about the healing, do I? I talk about all sorts of random stuff, which kind of offsets itself right um so what i did i tried to i tried too hard basically i i kind of did loads of research and i thought maybe i should do like a uh kind of random kind of podcast or maybe i should do you know I keep going about stand-up comedy maybe i should make it a comical podcast maybe i should just talk about uh, stuff that might be interesting and i tried it i tried so hard uh, but it was just so disjointed and it wasn't coming from my heart because all I was doing was a uh, kind of uh, looking at the content, the, well, the bits that I thought I should add into the podcast uh, and it just wasn't working. Like the passion wasn't there uh, and I wasn't in it. And I, as in like, I was talking about me, but it was just, oh, actually, I'll be honest. I wasn't talking about me. I was just talking about other stuff. And it was just, it sounded more like um like a news show. Do you know what I'm saying? Or like a, a magazine show. And with no life and no soul or no heart in it, that's what it sounded like. And this is sounding more like me, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I hope you're enjoying today's podcast. <laughs> I've got to be also honest, right? Recently, I've been hearing a lot about AI, artificial intelligence, and you can get these apps and stuff. And if you just tell them to write something, they'll write it for you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I, I found a free one online and I put in, uh, write me a great humorous podcast. And I swear to God, it was the most shittiest thing ever that this stupid artificial intelligence thing uh, gave me. Look, I've got it right here. It, look, it says, so I'm not joking. All I wrote was, can you uh, write me a funny thisy podcast? 
So Asian podcast, right? And this is what came back with. Welcome to the Dissy Dilemmas podcast. We were exploring the hilarious clashes between British Asian culture and the expectations of our Indian parents. In this week's episode, uh, we'll be sharing some of our funniest stories about growing up with overbearing parents who just don't understand our lives in the UK. We'll talk about everything from the struggles of dating outside our culture to the joys of trying to explain our jobs to our parents. Trust us, you, you won't want... To miss this episode, sit back, relax and get ready to laugh as we navigate the sometimes tricky world of being British Asians with Indian parents. I mean, what a load of cods wallop, man. Seriously, that's just a lifeless, lifeless, soulless bullshit of a if you ask me. And something that some stupid radio station uh, would uh, uh, allow two presenters who haven't got a clue uh, to put out. Uh, and that's the, not the, the kind of thing that I do, honestly. So, yeah, um, I, I tried to uh, use the uh, lazy man's route. I tried to use a different route and it all boiled down to coming back to Missy D 3.0, talking from the heart and also going back to the beginning of my podcasts. And because at the mo remember at the beginning, I kept saying, oh, and that's another podcast and that's another podcast and that's another podcast. Uh, well, uh, I actually went back to listening to the second one, I think. And uh, there was loads in there. So, uh, I mean, I didn't even know. I can't even remember talking about being in a pub, but uh, I listened back to episode two and I'm like, bloody hell, I'm good. And I remember I was sitting there and I was saying, look, it's a bit like take this podcast a little bit like me and you sitting in a pub and we're just chatting shit having a gin and tonic <laughs> oh my good god honestly uh so and and then i kept going and oh, that's another podcast and that's another podcast so for example uh, posh words accents and finding words interesting i've always always been interested uh in accents i do i love talking like people in india yeah because that just before i used to think that was like uh, that, I, know, I know it's a really bad thing to say. They used to kind of pigeonhole that accent into calling them freshies, right, from India. And uh, obviously people were in the in the racist days, although we still are living in racist days, which I'll talk about in just a bit as well. Well, I remember when I was uh, a kid in the 70s and uh, the, the white people, no other people, the Asian people never, the white people would go, but, but, ding, ding, but, but, and they uh, because you were talking like this and uh, I remember we, we as kids used to probably take the piss out of each other uh, like that as well but as time went on I must say in it's all down to social conditioning isn't it really uh, people uh, didn't really respect people that talk like this so you go to the uh, the hospital and your doctor is going to be from South India or something like that and they talk like this and uh, people don't have a lot of respect with people with Indian accents but I, I love it I love um, the Indian accent yeah, when they talk like this and they've come from India um, but I, I just find it very kind of romantic I do. I find the Indian accent quite romantic. I mean, if I ever had to uh, find a partner, <laughs> I, I'd love, actually, I would love a man uh, that um, talks like this. Yeah. Oh, Missy, yeah. how are you? I love you. I love you, Missy. <laughs> I do. I find it quite sexy, quite that the Indian accent 
But it's got to have a night. Not the really dark, you know, talk like this one. And uh, the window and the window and the jello and the bellow. I don't like that kind of accent because that is too deep uh, Indian accent. Uh, but a nice singing kind of. I'm from Mumbai, yeah. You know how, you know, how the... Um, actually, some of the uh, Bollywood actors, they just border on trying to be uh, American They've, they've Americanized their twangy Mumbais into something else. So they're a wannabe like American person. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm talking Bombay, Delhi, the Delhi lights. They talk like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> a French accent. Oh, my God. Uh, we used to have a guy at Club Asia Radio. Um, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying he probably ain't gonna ever listen to my podcast. His name was Yasa. Oh, my God. He was Asian, but he'd come from France. Oh, my God. The girls would go do lally. I mean, he was a very good looking bloke as well. Uh, but I didn't kind of like drop down on the floor every time he'd walk past me. But most of the girls would be like, oh, oh my God, it's Yasa. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> but it, it was his French accent. Yeah, so nice. So I, I do find the French accent really, really sexy. American accents. I used to love American. Um, but not so much now. I think um, what does it more for me are eyes and dimples. I love dimples. Do you know dimples are a deformity? I've got one dimple. I did have a second dimple. When I go skinny, I do get two dimples. But I've got a deformity on my on my right uh, cheek. I've got a dimple. Um, and eye colour. Oh, my good God. Oh, my good God. Honestly, um, green eyes, blue eyes, grey eyes. Uh, just not brown eyes. Brown eyes are just boring because I was born. Most Asians have brown eyes. But when you see an Asian oh, with their beautiful coloured eyes, it's as, as sexy as hell. So if I ever, you know, describe my uh, perfect bloke to you. So he'd probably be quite broad, not muscly. No, not the big like ripply muscles, broad, like solid, um, but not like showing off with a six pack. I mean, if you had a six pack, it don't really matter, does it really? I mean, I would not say no to it, but I'm just saying I'm not looking for the ripped look. But, you know, like a man, man. Um, of course, I'm much taller, a big, tall guy. Uh, five foot, eight, no, nine. No, six foot. Let's go for six foot. Six. I don't want him too tall either, you know. And then kind of like not long hair, not short hair, kind of mid kind of wavy, nice kind of locks wave. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, go for that. And then olive skin, yeah. And then, oh, like, you know that you sometimes get eyes where you can just get really lost into? Like, they're like, wow, your eyes. Green or blue, green or blue, or even grey. Green, blue, grey, something like that, yeah. Stubbly, I do like a bit of stubble. Uh, I do like clean shaven, though, but stubble is sexy. Cologne, I love men's cologne. Oh, my God, and my... my um, brother-in-law he wears the most expensive most beautiful uh colognes and uh, so yeah got to have like a really nice man man cologne yeah love that and um sometimes wears like linens linen like linen shirt and you know when they roll their arms up oh lovely bit of hair i don't, don't like too much hair not hairy at all okay so i'm not looking for a hairy bloke bit of hair is okay no hair is like not not good either it's like a weird hair <laughs> but uh, not re uh, not not like a anil kapoor type hair like a big carpet not not my jam not my jam why am i describing my ideal man to you i have no idea um and uh yes a dress sense casuals um linen shirts Pink shirts, salmon shirts, I love all that. Um, suited and booted, I love the suited and booted look. Um, 
Uh, I don't like the she-man look, you know, when they look like girls, when the trousers are so tight and they're sitting down and you can just tell that it's so uncomfortable. And then they wear the shoes without the socks and they know that their feet are stinking in there. Nah, man, I like a, a man to be casual, but also smart. So, yeah, a big, big smile. And uh, yeah, I know you... <laughs> And uh, it just gives the biggest, biggest, biggest bear hugs. Like the man don't have to say nothing. You just, he just gives you a big hug and uh, it just, you, you, you think you're home. That's it. That's my ideal man. Don't ask me why I just went that, down that route. Uh, like I say, whatever comes out of my mind comes out of my heart and then comes out of my mouth. Do you know what? I've <laughs> I've got a relative downstairs, sitting downstairs right now. My mum's just texted me. Uh, my relative, Papu, she's lovely is sitting downstairs but I'm going to have to finish this off and then I'll go down and I will talk to her in just a bit so and talking about I just wanted to tell you right recently I keep attracting really amazing people random strangers and talk to them which is mad because just yesterday uh, a parcel came from Parcel Force uh, which was for my sister randomly she doesn't, she doesn't even know this is the bizarre thing um, I was like, Annie, why are you sending parcels to our house for? She went, I didn't. I'm like, yeah, but a parcel has just been delivered by Parcel Force and it's got your name on it and our address. What is it? And she has no idea why it got sent here. Anyway, it was meant to be right because the guy who uh, delivered it, his name is Mark, right? And uh, he comes, he's been coming here for years. And every time he delivers something, he always has a, a big chinwag at the door with me. And it's, it's just he's just a really jolly, lovely, lovely man. Big smile. So yesterday, he's like, how are you doing, Babs? <laughs> he always says, Babs, I'm all right. Um, and he goes, oh, he goes, what's 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 going on with you? And I was like, what? And he goes, There's something different about you. I was like, yeah, I've just been reborn. <laughs> you know me, I just chat shit to everyone, be open. I goes, yeah, I wasn't having a good couple of weeks. Uh, I've just been through like the darkest, darkest, darkest time of my life. But I made it through, Mark. Uh, his name's Mark. And uh, it's like, oh, my God. He goes, uh, oh, you know, and he was telling me about his work and stuff. And he goes, listen, never, never, never give up. You're such an amazing person. And he goes, I don't even know you, but you always bring a smile to my face. And he goes, you just, you just look different. And he goes, your hair is looking amazing. I love your new hair. Uh, well, it's not new hair. I just kind of like made it a little bit higher than usual. <laughs> and uh, he goes, uh, yeah, he goes, you're looking good. And then um, he, uh, we chatted for about a good 15 minutes at the door. And he's telling me about his work. He's been there for 30 years and they're still treating really badly. And uh, and they, they won't reduce his hours. And because last time I talked to him a couple of years ago, he was like, I'm fed up of this company. I think I'm going to leave and things. But we just have random conversations. And then after I told him all about, you know, uh, I'd gone gone to the dark side for a bit. After about 15, 20 minutes, he goes, can I give you a hug? <laughs> and he gave me one of those big bear hugs from a random stranger, I'm telling you. And uh, and yesterday after the hug, I was like, I don't even know your name. <laughs> And he goes, it's Mark, how many times have I told you? And I swear to God, he's told me a million times. <laughs> but I mean, how many times do I get Parcel Force uh, packages? At one point there was, not last year, the year before, uh, because we were doing a renovation and Parcel Force was here every, Parcel Force was here every every other week. Uh, so that's when I remember talking to him a lot then. And then he disappeared for a bit. He'd had, had some time off because he was ill. Uh, but yeah, just randomly gave me this mass, massive hug. And he goes, next time I come, I'm going to have a cup of tea. I was like, you're most welcome, Mark. So that was uh, random. And yeah, thinking about it, I've just described, described, he's like the, the, 
I would say the the plain Jane version of who I just described as my ideal man. Maybe it could be him. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, uh, mad, isn't it, life? And then, and then the other day we went to the Stardust, which is on Ball Hill here in Coventry. And went with my mum. We needed to get some bits from there, a lock for our shed and blah, de, blah, de, blah. Uh, and an Indian man and his son owns this place. It's been there for years. Uh, and got to the till. I had my oxygen machine on and stuff. And the boy at the till, uh, the bloke at the till, he's kind of like my age-ish, looked around my age and uh, started chatting with my mum. With my mum, it's like, does she ever give you any? I was like, what? He goes, does she ever allow you to have a puff of it as well? So he's just making me laugh. We're taking the piss out of my oxygen machine, which is bold because and uh, and refreshing because most people, they don't talk about my oxygen machine. And I'm not being funny here or racist. But whenever anyone sees me with an oxygen machine on the street anywhere, white people uh, will always, always smile at me just to kind of acknowledge the fact that they know that I've got this machine on and I'm sure it's not comfortable and I'm sure... Um, you're used to people looking at you and I'm just smiling at you to kind of sh show you that, you know, it's OK. Uh, it's really nice. Asian people, they look at you. You know, when you're like walking and someone keeps turning their head while they're walking, while they're looking at you and they're still staring. That's what Asian people do. It's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I just stare at them back thinking, why are you, what are you staring at me for? Do I look like a farm animal to you? Do I look like I'm someone at the zoo? I am. Am I in the monkey pen? Honestly. They do, though. But this was an Asian bloke and uh, he was just uh, taking the piss at the oxygen machine. Uh, and then he stood there for a good 15, 20 minutes as well with my mum. And he was um, telling us that, uh, you know, he's got five kids and uh, he, ha he used to do loads of weight training and blah, 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 went to uni, uh, put on loads of weight before uni. Then he lost it with all the weight training. Uh, and then at the shop, uh, he decided to work for his dad at the shop after uni, you know, as you do. <laughs> I'll just work in the corner shop uh, after getting my degree. <laughs> and he goes, one day he just couldn't uh, lift the boxes and he was out of puff. Uh, and then he went to this uh, hospital in Edgebaston in Birmingham, actually. And he said that uh, he had scarring on the lungs as, as well, which I had. And he said that the doctor said it will just go. And lo and behold, he said it just kind of disappeared and he's, he's much better. And, uh, you know, my mum was up in arms going, what is the hospital? Let's go to this hospital. I was like, mum. It's different for everyone. There's no point going to a hospital now. Uh, my lungs are scarred and my, they've told me that my scarring will never go away. And, um, you know, and it, it does actually affect my oxygen levels and my breathing. But, you know, each to their own and stuff. But the man had me in stitches. And uh, <laughs> while he was talking, he was still, <laughs> he was serving customers, right? There's this one woman. She looked like she was obviously not from England. She looked a bit uh, Romanian, Polish, something like that. Um, check something very pretty woman but oh my god she stood by the till right next to me oh, the smell you could smell uh weed weed so strongly he was taking the piss out of her he was like um you know are you sure you want to keep that in your pocket you want to give us all a bit like we could all benefit from that <laughs> and she probably didn't understand what he would say she's just smiling and he goes <laughs> oh dear and he was like, well, you know, at least share it with us. Uh, and, and anyway, she honestly couldn't make out what he was saying. Um, uh, and then I was t I was telling him, I, 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 I don't know if I've t have I told you this before on a podcast. I can't remember. So I went to Amsterdam on my 50th birthday. 
Have I told you? I'm not sure. If I haven't, I'll tell you again now. We went Amsterdam um, because I've always wanted to. I did a lot of research on marijuana um, and I obviously know that it's got medicinal properties. So I thought, let me go to, I've never smoked weed. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to go to Amsterdam and see if this is going to help me. And because in Amsterdam, it's legal and they grow it properly in farms in England. I'm sure it's all mixed up chemically shit, right? So anyway, I had, I can't smoke, obviously, because of my lungs. They have things called uh, volcanoes. So a volcano is a machine where they put the weed in at the bottom and then it blows up in a bag like a, a bit of a vape, but it's not even a, it's a fine mist. So then you, you just kind of open up the, there's like a, a stop thing at the end of this bag and you just open up the stopper and it goes into your mouth. So I had this, I went with my sister, my best friend and my cousin. Okay. Um, and on our first night, we went to this place. I had my first marijuana ever. I mean, I've got nothing to hide here. <laughs> and I know you're thinking, Missy, you had marijuana. I did. I did. I did. I did. And, uh, Bear in mind, I went in a wheelchair there to Amsterdam on the plane. I wasn't on oxygen then, but I still got huffy puffy. You know, I had to be careful going up the stairs and stuff like that. I couldn't walk as fast as the rest of the bunch of people that I was with. Um, so they always took it slowly. Stairs was a problem, blah, blah, blah. But if I was careful, uh, that was what, three years ago, actually. That's interesting. That was on my 50th birthday. So now I'm on my 53rd birthday. I'm fully on oxygen. Anyway, so I was uh, panting a little bit because we had to walk over this square. I remember clearly it was a tiny little coffee shop. Once <laughs> once I had uh, my first thing ever, they were like, are you OK? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I was good. Nothing happened, honestly. I was like, <laughs> and then we got a, an Uber from there to the restaurant that we were going to go to that night. Our first night there in Amsterdam. It was lovely. So <laughs> got into the car and oh. <laughs> I I have never laughed so much in all my life. I mean, I really had to stop myself peeing my pants. Me and my cousin cried, cried with laughter for a good 20, 25 minutes. Much to the disgust of my best mate, Daljit. Because Daljit, she was like, I can't believe you, you beeps. I want to laugh like you lot. And I couldn't help it. Oh, tears streaming down my face. My cheeks hurting. My dead was killing from... <laughs> just laughing so much oh my god and that's where bollywood bear bear uh, was uh, <laughs> that's where it was born so in the car in the middle of my streaming tears and laughing with manpreet uh, i was like i'm gonna start a bollywood singing group because singing's good for my lungs and i'm gonna call it bollywood bear bear <laughs> and the more i kept saying bear bear oh my god we were crying with laughter <laughs> Probably not funny to you, but to, it was very funny to me. And why Bear Bear? Because, you know, like if you've got a Bollywood band in, in India, uh, they have the And that's what it sounds like, doesn't it, really? Because they have the whole trumpets and drums and stuff like that. So I thought Bollywood Bear Bear. And all it is is a singing. It's not a choir and it's not like a professional group of any sort. It's just for women to come to just to sing their hearts out. Whether you can sing or not, I can't give a shit. I just want to sing. I can't sing. Have you seen my stuff on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok? I'm the worst singer in the world, but I sing to heal my lungs. I can give a shit if I don't even sound in tune, but it's helping my lungs. So anyway, <laughs> going back to the marijuana story, uh, we got to the restaurant and I went up those stairs like the roadrunner. No word of a lie. And Everyone was downstairs. My sister, sister and my cousin and my best mate. They're looking at me going, Missy, what the? F I was like, what? 
like, have you just not seen what you just did? Like what? You just went up the stairs normally and you're not panting? Oh. And I was like, oh my God. And then um, I went to, uh, we were sitting in at the bar and we were waiting for our table at the restaurant. They said, oh, madam, your table is ready. Uh, I walked ahead of everyone else. Again, without panting, without thinking, it was absolutely off the Richter scale mad. Um, and it was, and I thought maybe it's just uh, in my head, kind of psychologically, that the marijuana has helped me. Then I was there for two nights or three nights or something like that. And as the days went on, we went to various cafes. I kept having the the um, volcano. And lo and behold, I was walking all over Amsterdam quicker and faster than the rest of my party, which it was like God had healed me. Literally, like God had put his hand on my chest and said, you know what, child, have this marijuana and uh, it, it's going to it's going to heal you. And so I, I'm telling you that if I had marijuana every day, uh, then it would uh, I would be I'd be normal. But I can't get marijuana a because it's illegal in this country. B, I don't really like. I mean, I've got. I went. I went and bought the volcano machine. I've got it, and I'm going to be honest. I have a few people that I know that know some that that know can go to a man about a dog, you know, nudge nudge, wink wink, yeah, man. Uh, so I got some and um, tried it. It did nothing for me. Nothing. It smelt different. It tasted different. It was like having mud, um, and it did nothing for me apart from make me feel sick. Um, so. I I think marijuana is a wonderful. I've got CBD oil, um, and I tell you what, I'm not even joking. My mom recently her joints have been hurting. Okay, and I've been rubbing. It's a very potent CBD oil uh, with a uh, there's THC and CBD uh, in um, in the oils, right? And depending on what kind of mix you want, uh, I know a man about a dog who can get me that stuff as well. So and it's potent. It's proper stuff. I've been rubbing that on where her pain has been. Uh, at night and she has been crying with pain over the past few weeks uh, but whenever I rub it on her she wakes up in the morning it's like magic has happened so I totally believe in in the in the power of the weed I do and I am seriously considering moving to Amsterdam or maybe to California America because I am a American citizen and I could get a card uh, a legal marijuana card uh, and I know that then the the stuff there is pure and it will help me because it's already been proven. <laughs> I was going to tell you one more story, but I'm not going to just in case that might be too illegal. And then if some person uh, hears it, they might. Uh, yeah, no, they'll they'll dob me in. So I'm not going to go into that anyway. I had so much more to go through. Uh, <laughs> from all the stuff that I needed to put in this podcast from podcast number two. But we're going to have to leave it there now. And we've got to go downstairs and attend to Papu. Papu is an amazing uh, person. She is like one of our Bindus. She's a Dami too. And always full of wise words. I love her to bits. I loved her mum to bits, who sadly passed away uh, during COVID. Um, and I'm just going to go down, downstairs and have a cup of tea with her. And we love reminiscing. We really, really do. So I'm going to love you and leave you. <laughs> I'd love for you to share your marijuana stories if you have them. And if anybody knows I, where I can get proper like proper shit from Amsterdam here at my house. Please tell me because that would heal me. It would help me. It really would. Um, and I don't think I'm doing anything illegal by asking you. Answers on a postcard <laughs> to uh, the journal of Missy D at gmail.com. And of course, you can get hold of me on all my social media platforms. But I'm, in all seriousness, seriously, I'm talking about pure shit because it's been proven to me over three days in the dam. 
um, that it did help. And I was supposed to go to Amsterdam next week with my bestie and her daughter. Unfortunately, though, I'm not physically able at the moment, I don't think. And I, I just think I would become a medical liability for them. So I'm not going to go there. But hopefully, I'll, inshallah, as they say, uh, by September, which is her birthday, we hopefully will be going then. But in the meantime, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Honestly, let me know. Take care and I will catch up with you uh, next week. Later. Hot, sweet, the jalapeno, my Dean. Missy D.